Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. In a war game, in the U.S. versus China over an invasion of Taiwan, the Center for Strategic and International Studies played out the scenarios and made the determination that the U.S. would indeed win in a defense of Taiwan. China would fail. The losses would be massive. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. I forget sometimes if I say hello. Sometimes I say it twice. Chinese missiles would likely destroy U.S. air bases in Japan, sink a couple of U.S. aircraft carriers, 10 to 20 destroyers and cruisers as the invasion opened. And then the U.S. would just rain fire like you were Thanos in Endgame. And China would not be able to recover. This is interesting um, it's interesting because it got released and I'm saying that just based on the little bit I know about how China is dealt with I don't know if the release is based on a real look at the data or is based on a propaganda war to stop things before they start. I would need to speak to some other people engaging a little more expertise here. The war gaming that was done tested 24 different scenarios focusing on China's attempt to seize the island by invasion in 2026. Well, that in itself could be part of the problem because they could decide to seize the nation in seven minutes. As has been reported, dozens of Chinese military aircraft entering Taiwan airspace. This was yesterday. I'm sorry, on Sunday. Literally dozens of aircraft, four ships detected in the Taiwan Strait. 28 of the Chinese aircraft crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait. The People Liberation Army Eastern Theater Command said they conducted joint combat readiness patrols and actual combat drills to, quote, resolutely counter the provocative actions of external forces and Taiwan independence separatist forces. So 2026 is a little further out than maybe where the Chinese are. We discuss the, the, the strength of the Chinese and the power of the Chinese, but we don't actually dig into one of the um, stronger questions here, which is, are the Chinese really that dangerous? 
Well, Xi Jinping is really that dangerous, and right now they are. But the question is exactly how long can they go down this path? How long can they survive? And you say to me, what do you mean? They, they have tons of money. They build everything that we use. What do you mean, how long can they survive? Well, how long can they survive? There is this inevitability conversation that has existed in in American media and others that China is simply this unstoppable force. People who say about China, they can do this, and uh, what else? What can we do about it? What do you mean, what can we do about it? What do you mean, inevitability? America was the strongest superpower the world had ever seen. And only in the last 20 years is this now a question. From literally bringing peace to the world to now being a question is a very frightening thing. And it happened in 45 years, which is, by the way, a blip. Why would anybody think that China can simply stay on top considering their system doesn't allow for it? There is an argument being made, and I'm, again, searching for people who've got more data than I do on this subject, that Xi Jinping is not getting trustworthy information from his military and from his advisors. That statement has a a lot of weight to it because it is exactly the statement made regarding Vladimir Putin and it's exactly the statement made regarding Kim Jong-un. No one gives honest information to communist leaders because honest information will get you killed or put in a gulag. So you lie. How many Russian leaders... His best men, Vladimir Putin's best men, lied through their teeth. Oh, yeah, the military is ready. Oh, they will fight for you. They'll die for you. They love you, Vladimir. And then they got to Ukraine and they went, and I'm quoting, they didn't know which end was up. They got their butts kicked. The Russians were supposed to take Ukraine in three days. What is it, 10 months later? And they've lost ground recently. They can throw a lot of bodies at the problem. The Ukrainians can't do that. They have more weapons. But they don't have a competent army. The Russians do not have a competent army at all. No one told Vladimir Putin. Why not? Because that'll get you killed. Well, why would it be any different with President Xi Jinping of China? Xi Jinping removed the former Chinese president, Hu Jintao, from uh, the congressional meeting, had him escorted out of the room. You think that Xi Jinping wants anybody telling him anything he doesn't want to hear? No, he wants to hear what he wants to hear. He wants total power. And people who even might tell him are fearful, so they don't tell him things. 
Like, for example, what the word is on the street. Like the example of, uh, for example, exactly what kind of losses they're go- they're having in the world of manufacturing, which brings them dollars. How their population growth has been so damaged by the one-child policy that they simply cannot make up the people. And China cannot engage a population growth by opening a border. They're 1.3 billion people today. What are they tomorrow? These are fascinating questions. That's why when I take a look at this story about the war game, I can't answer whether or not this is a real exercise or a propaganda exercise. In either case, maybe I'm okay with it. Further rattle the cage further make Xi Jinping uncomfortable. I can live with that. What's the reality? Don't know it yet. Is China still the number one enemy? Well, of course.